the Greyhound to the county line. She's reading Marx and Lenin all the time. She says, Jesus freak, you're such a fool. I say, Satan loves you, thinks you're cool. She's a socialist of the highest degree. I'm a communist, her mother hates me. You're an anarchist, you don't want anything from me. I'm a Satanist, at least that's what I think I might be. At least that's what I think I might be. All right, so that's Asher. That is Vix. And this is Speak, Speak of, of the, the Devil. Devil. Oh my God. I got the giggles in the middle. Good. Well, it's sort of <laughs> charming how much we suck at this. It's it's better when we're together, baby. I know. It's always better when we're together. <laughs> um, we but... could call this like satanic... AM coast to coast, FM coast to I don't know what what the fuck is that thing called? I just totally fucked that up. You know the one with the aliens. Yeah, I think it's coast to coast AM and Coast to Coast AM, yeah. So I'm so sad Art Bell is dead. Yeah. He was the best host. The new guy sucks. Didn't they have um what's his face? Alex Jones on there a bunch now. Yeah, the new guy sucks. <laughs> I missed the, like, Mel's hole and the guy who, like, felt like a horse episodes. Aww. He was really nice to the horse guy. It Good. Everyone yeah, should be nice to horses, even when they are Ex- crazy dudes. Exactly. He was a perfectly nice horse. I know um, you don't <laughs> trust horses, but I fucking love horses. I mean, I, again, I've just had them, like, throw me repeatedly. When I was just trying to get close to the cute writing teacher. Well, you know what they say. <laughs> get thrown, you gotta get back on. And also those animals can smell your fear. So you gotta stare them down. You gotta make them respect you. I mean, I managed to stay on pretty well on a spooked horse, but... Good job. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm pleased with that. Um, Okay, so... <laughs> Before we get into what today's episode is about, I did want to mention um, that there is a big um, IWW Industrial Workers of the World backed prison strike mm-hmm. going on. I mean, it's not just IWW; it's a huge number of organizations, from what I understand. Um, and like, their prisoners are facing really awful retaliation. Mm-hmm. Um, they're striking against horrible conditions and like their labor being used as slave labor. So, you know, it's a strike really worth supporting, um, especially because, you know, Lucifer is definitely a prison abolitionist. Um, (laughs) um, but yeah, no, like we're going to put a link in the episode description that'll let you know some things about, um, what you can How do you to can help. help. Um, yeah. One thing I'm personally definitely planning on doing is writing to some of the prisoners who are facing retaliation. Same. Um, I really love having prison pen pals. Um, it's it, such a good thing to do. It's a really good thing to do. And it's a great thing to do if you're someone like me who uh, wants to take meaningful action against... Yeah fucking incarceration and oppression and yeah evil in all its forms um but doesn't feel uh, i'm not that good at just like getting out in the streets i have too much i have too much ptsd i can't riot worth a shit (laughs) it's the organization like building the like solidarity and organization that matters far Mm -hmm. more than like a one-off march or riot it's true Um, and also just the the caretaking and the compassion and the healing part of activism really doesn't get enough respect nope it does not and it deserves so much more Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah 
um you know we really we believe deeply in that shit yeah um also i think that it's actually kind of appropriate to discuss this given what we're going to talk about today which is satan and music given Mm. the like you know racial makeup of mass incarceration and the like the fucking black history of popular music and all the music we're going to be talking about today really yeah no i mean yeah like we've seen what happens when white people are left alone with pop music and it is not good yeah like it's not good we're Um, we're getting really tangenty though um so let's just first say yes um solidarity with the prison strike yes um dear holy lucifer please be with the prisoners as they're striking protect them give them success and because we're not shitty people who just say a prayer and call it a day we are going to be linking you to some resources so you can do more than just pray about it yeah as well because prayer is great but prayer works a lot better when you actually do stuff to back up your prayers Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so yeah um after that very I mean, it's exciting. It's good. It's really, it's good that they're striking and it's good that they're fighting back. So oh, yeah, but it's, it's also happen. really scary because people are really putting themselves on the line and yeah, no, these are yeah, people are suffering, vulnerable people mm-hmm. um, around. So you know, do what you can to help. Um, yes. Should we move on to the slightly less serious topic of the episode i mean it's what serious, do you mean but... i take rock and roll very very seriously i mean so do i mm-hmm. but like it's it's happy serious rather than oh god like people are in danger yeah that's true that's true oh <laughs> uh, man yeah uh so i i just kind of want to say at the top of this Rock and roll was kind of my religion, even before Satanism was. Same. But, you know, they actually, they go together pretty well. and um, They go together really well. Yeah. It, it's funny, I'm, I'm kind of with um, some of the crazy Christians when they're like, all oh, rock and roll is the devil's music. And I'm like, shit, yes it is. You can't have it. It's all ours. Yep. <laughs> even Striper and they suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's a, a wonderful thing about being a Satanist is we get all the good music. Yep, we do. All of it. Yep, ours. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're going to be talking about rock and roll this episode, but, you know, yeah. it's really all blues derivatives. I would argue yep. pretty much all pop and hip hop, too. Yep. And yep. we even see the same kinds of, like, ridiculous conspiracy theories, satanic Illuminati shit getting thrown yep. around about you know pop and hip-hop musicians now exactly so, and so yep. you know the devil is with them. the yep. devil is it's... with them yeah and actually i guess i'll just i'll start out by yep. saying i was reading um in yeah. uh, eros and evil i forget yes. which theologian was being quoted but it's in that book this is sort of like citing a source um <laughs> some theologian who believed that to create any art whatsoever the devil was going to be involved yeah and i think i mean well you, when you, you think about that it's almost like this idea that only god gets to create and yeah that's what i was about to say <laughs> yeah okay you, you read my mind Rib. so like creating something as a human being is this wonderfully hubristic satanic usurping of the role of god yeah which i wouldn't necessarily agree with that but i think it's a really kind of hilarious theology (laughs) but like also always usurp the role of god exactly exactly ascend onto the heavens and sit upon the mount of congregation far towards the north be like the most high i'm mangling isaiah right now (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. So, <laughs> the first thing I wanted to bring up in the history of satanic music... Yes. ...is this little thing called the tritone. Yes. Now, the tritone is important. It's, um, 
it's called an augmented fourth uh-huh. uh, from Wikipedia. In music theory, the tritone is defined as a musical interval composed of three adjacent whole notes. Um, it sounds kind of weird. Uh-huh. Um, it, you know what's a, a good example? If you know the song uh-huh. Maria in West Side Story? Maria. I... That's a tritone. Oh, yeah. That that's one. a fucking tritone right there. I know the Blondie cover better than the original, but go on. That's valid. And I didn't know Blondie did a cover. I'm going to have to fucking check that out. Anyway, so that's what a tritone sounds like. Um, it's a little dissonant. It's a little spooky sounding. And in medieval and Renaissance music, it was forbidden because it was considered yeah. satanic. It was considered the devil's interval. Good. Now, blues music comes along and starts using it all the time. Yeah. And the tritone starts to be called the blue note. Nice. So that's that's like the very brief, um, extremely compressed preamble about uh-huh. tritones and blues. Um, nice. And then, sorry, are you okay if I just kind of like take the beginning of this? No, you do it. You do it. All right. You're, like, cool, cool. You're the musician. I just fuck them. <laughs> I, uh, I am the musician. I was going to say that, but I completely forgot to say that I'm a musician. Um, yeah i'm in a couple bands um apparently i'm starting a black metal project i just found this out um so now i'm a a complete satanic stereotype because i'm gonna be in a black metal band anyway yeah i i fucking i'm a musician i love music and i love the blues and everything that comes out of it yeah. Um, I love that devil music. Damn right. So we've already got the tritone making the blues kind of innately satanic. And then we get this guy, mm-hmm. Robert Leroy Johnson. Yes. And um, he's a blues musician. Uh, he mm-hmm. lived from 1911 to 1938. So early. Early yep. blues. Very early. Um, and he died young. If you do your math, he died at 27. I believe he might actually be a founding member of the so-called 27 Club, which is just all the famous musicians who died tragically at 27. Um, yeah. I think he was the first to earliest person on that list. I would imagine so, because you yeah. weren't getting a lot of recording exactly. musicians yeah. significantly before that. And that's one of the kind of sad things is there's – we have his complete recordings, and people have tried to remaster them and stuff, but they're so old. I know. They're just never going to sound that good, which is kind of a bummer. I know. Um, so anyway, Robert Johnson, though, we don't know a whole lot about his actual life. Yeah. Or even his death, although there's some theories about how that happens. Yeah. What I really want to talk about is the legend, the fucking satanic Faustian legend that grows up around that. him. So supposedly, and this this part is probably true. Uh huh. Robbie Johnson was trying to be a blues man, and he wasn't that good at the beginning. Yes. Just wasn't that good. People were kind of laughing him off. So then he comes back a little while later, and suddenly he's amazing. Yeah. What people, the theory that they develop is that he went down to the crossroads. And made mm-hmm. a deal with the devil. As one does. And said, you know, hey, Satan, make me the greatest blues man of all time. And supposedly Satan takes his guitar, tunes it, plays a couple songs, hands it back. Yeah. And suddenly Robert Johnson is amazing. Now, you know, mm-hmm. that that's a fun story. More likely... Maybe the dude just practiced a lot. Yeah. Honestly, knowing Lucifer, even if Robert Johnson did meet him, Lucifer was probably like, fucking practice, man. You got the gift, just fucking practice. (laughs) What if he was actually already good? He just, like, hadn't figured out how to tune a guitar. That was the one thing he didn't know. That would be really funny. (laughs) The only thing he didn't know is to fucking tune his guitar. And Satan's like, ah, yes, I see your problem right here. Let me just show you something. Okay, you're good. Good to go. (laughs) 
You know, I, I like dissonance, but maybe a little less dissonance than that. Oh, shit. Okay, one, one thing I want to mention, actually, um, this is something that kind of comes out of, this is like a tangent way back to the beginning of the beginning of whatever. Um, mm -hmm. Based on some readings of um, a passage in Ezekiel, uh -huh. Some people believe that Lucifer was the angel of music and the leader of the heavenly choir before he fell. Yes. So that association between Satan and music had also been going on yeah. for a while, based through the Middle Ages and Renaissance. Also, of course, in Enoch, where we mm. have our information on Nama, uh -huh. um, her brother Jubal is the first musician. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there's... Whatever, there's a lot of mythology also backing up yep. this uh, Satan and music connection. Yes. Um, way before this legend of Robert Johnson. So, yep. yeah, basically what happens is Robbie Johnson becomes really impressive and, um, you know, somewhat famous and successful, although honestly, in that time, mm -hmm. being yeah. a famous and successful musician was not really... Yeah. It didn't really happen the way it can now. Well, exactly. And he, he dies young. It seems like he might have actually been poisoned by a jealous husband. Well, I mean, yeah. you know. Womp womp. He was, he, was, he was a ladies' man. He was a player. He was a cool guy. Good for yeah, him. Yeah, no, absolutely. Good for him. Um, rest in peace. Or rest in power. Yeah, rest in power, you're right. Um. I don't think he'd like too much peace. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. Yeah, um, and another thing contributing to Robert Johnson's, you know, supposed satanic connection is he's got these songs like Me and the Devil Blues and yeah. Crossroads Blues and Hellhound on My Tail. Yeah. And I'm sure that those songs influence the legend. You know, it's yeah. basically, it's kind of the same as conspiracy theories now. People yeah, just yeah. like deep reading into lyrics and getting overly excited. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but, you know, references to the devil were not unusual in blues. No. Um, ironically, blues was really kind of more of a Christian music uh -huh. when you get right down to it. Or if not, it wasn't like christian devotional music but it kind of had that like oh i'm a sinner i'm walking with the devil yeah i'm fucking up yeah oh well kind of thing to it yeah um which is almost like this weird place between being a christian and a satanist <laughs> that just like yeah. identity as a sinner yeah which is a weird thing that does happen and i mean you got like a lot of old bluesies filthy mm -hmm. Yep, yeah, oh yeah, very sexual, um, yep. very drunken, <laughs> um, very sad. Yep, I mean, mm -hmm. I beg you all to listen to Shave Em Dry. Okay, I'll, I'll check that out. Yeah, so, I mean, blues is this dirty, kind of depressive, sexual, cynical music yeah um that's freaking people out and i also want to mention some of the structures of blues lyrics yeah um specifically are pretty similar to slave spirituals yes um which would all often also mention the devil usually yes. not in a fun way that was often a uh, code for the overseer yes is what i've heard so but anyway like that yeah that type of lyrical motif is just really deep in the lexicon Yeah. for blues, um, just from the start. So, but yeah, you know, blues is kind of transgressive and dirty and it's freaking people out. And then yeah. rock and roll starts to develop from it. Um, yes. Partly just from, like, electric guitar is starting to be a thing. Yep. And then everyone has to play louder yeah and it just it just kind of evolves um yeah. early rock and roll like early blues is black black as hell yep and you know i mean it, it really starts to like 
get big with Elvis Presley yeah. and some of these other yeah. guys who are basically just doing the exact same thing but being white. Yes. And there's actually this period of time where these black musicians are recording, you know, these great songs. Yeah. And they're hit songs, but the white parents are freaked out about their teenage, their little teenage kids in the 50s listening to black music. Especially their teenage daughters. Yes, especially the teenage daughters. So white artists just start recording different versions of these fucking songs that were written and played by black musicians. Yes. And they do this again and again and again, and the white artist version gets way more radio play, makes way more money. Yep. Um, Lil Richard, Tutti Fruity, which is about butt stuff, Yep. gets totally covered by these, like, just absolute, like, squeaky clean douchebags of white boys. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember what that group was called, but it, you can look it up. It's Not as good as the Little Richard so bad. version. It's so bad. It's so bad um also shout out to lil richard for being like androgynous and wearing makeup and just being like fucking you know bringing that androgyny and glam rock you know flamboyancy in way before any of the white guys did it yep gotta love them also to screaming jay hawkins for basically inventing goth before there was goth yep i mean that guy blues musician He's rising up out of a coffin on stage. Yep. He's got, like, this walking stick with a skull on top, and he's wearing a cape and a top hat, and he's just wild. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. Um, If you know the song, I Put a Spell on You, he did the original of that. And the original is really good. Oh, it's so good. He's so good. Yeah. so good. But, you know, anyway, like, rock music getting into the mainstream is kind of this moral panic yeah. um, because of the racial implications. Yes. I feel like that's a really big part of why it's equated with Satanism, honestly. Yeah. It's like, you're freaked out about black music and you're also freaked out about it I mean, it just makes it so much easier for these fucking, like, racist white 50s people to be like, it's ungodly. Yep. Which, of course, is particularly funny, given that mm -hmm. rock and roll draws influence not just from blues, but really very, very heavily from um, the evolution in gospel music according Mm -hmm. to the time. It's, you know, very much... um, I believe it was Ray Charles who started bringing those together a lot, among other people. But um, that was really considered one of his contributions. Yeah, he was doing popular music in a style very akin to gospel This is Actually, I I took a class on uh, history of popular music a couple of years ago. And it's been a while, but I'm really glad that I took that class for this episode because um, we really talked so much about all this stuff. Um, yeah, I also feel like there's this unconscious echo happening here. Um, I don't think that most of these people who were freaking out about this sort of black satanic music were aware of the tradition in the Renaissance and Middle Ages of the devil being a black man. Yeah. But it's, it's kind of like this echo of that, you know, like I said, unconsciously. So let's see, we kind of did the fifties, I think, ish lightly over the 50s yeah um and then the 60s <laughs> happens yeah and everything gets really weird obviously in all of america yeah um and the uk be- and the uk yeah because now you have drugs yeah and you have these like new spiritual movements yeah um Church of Satan starts coming up. Yep. Interest in occultism is booming. Yeah. Everyone's like growing their hair out long and getting all the androgynous and shit. Yeah. Um, so now rock and roll is not only scary because it's black. It's scary because of drugs. It's scary because of androgyny. It's scary because of blatant and deliberate occult references now. Yep. And you start to get these bands like Coven. 
Yeah. And Black Sabbath that are just, you know, literally singing about the devil and about witchcraft. I mean, very much so. I mean, you know, you have uh, the Stones with uh, their Satanic Majesty's request and sympathy for the devil, which, like, you know, there have been a long history of reports of weird shit happening when that song is played live. Um, oh, and nice. I, I don't do. Do you know? Remember any of those off the top of your head? Uh, well, one of them was actually, um, I believe, this is apocryphal. But it's supposedly the song that was playing when, like, Altamont went to shit. Wow. Okay. Um, as well as just, like, various equipment failures. Very, very, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but throw in all the apocryphal stuff. Absolutely. Because this is not yeah. an episode that's just about shit we can confirm. This is an episode that's about lore and urban legends. Exactly. Around because... rock and roll and the devil. Exactly. Because what those legends yeah. are it suggests things about cultural perception, suggests things about all mm-hmm. sorts of stuff but yeah no sympathy of the devil was supposedly what the stones were playing when like shit with Altamont went down damn yeah yeah um uh fucking jimmy page gets yep. into alistair crowley <laughs> heavily into heavily Alistair. and that's freaking everyone out crowley is not actually a satanist but you know he did call himself the Great Beast 666, and it Sad. certainly freaked everyone out. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about Crowley soon. It'll be so much we fun. We should do a Crowley episode. Yeah. Maybe we should just, uh, when we have our Thelemite guests, just force them to talk to us about <laughs> Crowley. And also, say Crowley, don't say Crowley, or I they know. will they will astrally punch you. Did I say Crowley? You said Crowley. Oh, God. It's Crowley. I, I know it's uh, Anyway, com- complete fucking tangent. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, 60s and 70s, like, yeah. fucking free love and drugs and long hair and Satan and, and the actual Church of Satan, which weirdly was not that much into the free love and androgyny. Yeah, no, they kind of wanted it to be the 50s. Um, yeah, LeVay was weird, but, you know. LeVay was weird. He also kind of, um, he went there, and that meant that a lot of other people went there in different ways. Yep, I mean, you also had the Process Church of the Final Judgment, which were bad mm-hmm. people who did bad things. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I mean, all the, like... The shitty cult activity is definitely wrapped up with um, rock and roll as well. I mean, like, there's the whole thing with Charles Manson and Helter Skelter being played backwards. And I don't know if that might be one of the first instances of that backmasking idea in music. Yeah, which is such a eerie, weird, fucked up. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, I mean, it was a weird period did jimmy page not buy crowley's abramelin house oh he might have that that sounds real i would believe that um he was also (laughs) obviously he was in uh the kenneth anger film lucifer rising yeah wait although he was was? supposed to be in it Uh, yeah he was but he was supposed to be in it more okay he like he was on too much drugs yeah um but he was in it yeah. Uh, also, uh, the music for Lucifer Rising was provided, if I am remembering rightly, by uh, Bobby Bosaleo, who mm-hmm. was uh, one of the Manson family and one of the Manson family murderers. So, yeah, I think I think you're right. It it was a weird time. Okay, was, there was a lot was of a really strange shit time. going on. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, um, weird shit was happening. There was some great stuff. There was a lot of shitty stuff. But it was damned interesting. Yeah. And just this this whole ethos of, like, liberation and hedonism and sort of going, screw society. Um, yeah. I mean, 50s rock and roll had, like, a tiny bit of that. Yep. 
But I feel like the 60s is when that part of the rock and roll ethos really got, like, fucking yeah. cemented. Well, also, I feel like the 60s was when you started seeing the stuff that would only have been played at, like, small clubs live before mm-hmm. being recorded. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the version of 2D Fruity we have is massively censored. Yeah. Um, so, like, <laughs> I feel like there was a lot more that has been lost. Uh, oh, yeah. No, I mean, era. censorship was still happening, but people were definitely pushing the envelope. Yeah. Um, a exactly. lot more. Exactly. So, so much. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, 60s, we've moved into the 70s a bit. Yeah. Um, Do you want to talk about Bowie? I would love to talk about Bowie. Um, Good. So, you know, Bowie got heavy into Crowley as well. Um, Mm -hmm. And interested in Kabbalism. And there are occult references in many of his songs. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Right now, off the top of my head, um, Station to Station is the one that comes to mind. Um, right. You know, uh, something, uh, it's a straight something from Kether to Malkuth, Ride mm-hmm. Like a Demon from Station to Station, which is a reference to going sort of straight from the material w- world to like consciousness of the complete God. Um, yeah. Which sort of at the time he was realizing trying to go there had been a bad idea. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, because he'd been in that weird period where he thought he was in a magical battle with Jimmy Page. Um, oh, really? Wait, wait, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> you you can't just say that and not elaborate. Okay, so he thought that Jimmy Page didn't like him, and he also knew uh-huh. that Jimmy Page was an occultist, and so uh-huh. he kind of terrified and like jimmy page was sort of amused by it but yeah i mean that was That's the period awesome. where he was doing all of the coke and mm. oh so we're talking like thin white duke kind of a fucking duke, disaster paranoid nuts uh living on somewhat of a nazi living on milk and bell peppers <laughs> I no, mean, Bowie. Yeah, no, Noe. No. David Noe. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, there had been references before that. There had been, like, flirting with an interest in sort of the occult, the spiritual, the magical, mm-hmm. um, you know, sort of from very early on, um, sort of mingled with his interest in sci-fi, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, my my hot take on Ziggy Stardust is that it's kind of this, like, I mean, he's an alien, but it's kind of like this Luciferian fallen angel. Man who fell to Earth. Tragic. Yeah. Man who falls to Earth. Yep. 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 Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. No, I think that Bowie's interest in the occult is you know, fascinating. And of course, I mean, you also had uh, <laughs> Bolin in the sort of oh, yeah. era who claimed to have met a wizard in London who taught him to levitate. Uh, I mean, not in London, in Paris. Sorry. Oh, Mark. I love him and I want to give him a hug. <laughs> uh, yeah, was, for sure. He was very... Yeah, I mean, it was a thing in that era. People were interested in it. People were trying stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's sort of in the 70s that you see the real development of heavy metal. Um, Right, because you kind of had, like, Black Sabbath, and then you had glam rock, and you kind of need those two things. Yeah, and a lot of blues. I mean, well, yes. But, I mean, Black Sabbath basically is blues. I mean, so Zeppelin, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so you, you bring those things together, and then you, you get heavy metal. Yep. Metal! <laughs> Good. Um, and, like, you know, Satan and metal. It It's it's too obvious. I mean, obviously, we start doing the, uh, the horns, the hand symbol. Yep. Um... You've got fucking ACDC and Judas Priest and... Yep. It's blatant. 
Yeah, I mean, we're on the highway to hell. (laughs) And of course, I mean, like even, you know, into the 80s in glam metal, you know, you Mm -hmm. have um, a ton of satanic imagery in a lot of Motley Crue's work. I mean, shout at the devil. Yeah. Very, yeah. Oh, I love that song. I love that song too. And I, I love crew. I love crew so mm-hmm. much. Um, mm-hmm. And I love what like petty criminals they all were. <laughs> um, Here, here's the thing though. Yeah. As you know, it's getting to be the eighties and we're getting all this metal. Yeah. We're also getting the satanic panic. Yes. Which, I mean, those things dovetailing together, of course, of course. Like, I'm going to say, I feel like basically, like, people freaking out over backmasking encouraged musicians to start backmasking. Oh, absolutely. And as you all know, if you've listened to this podcast, we love backmasking. Yes. It's like my favorite joke. (laughs) Actually, there was this... uh, yeah. Maybe I'll try and put this in the Spotify playlist if I can find it. Yeah. There's a, a mashup that DJ yeah. Lobster Dust did of um, Another One Bites the Dust. Lovely. With this crazy preacher talking about how Another One Bites the Dust is backmasking. Beautiful. And apparently Another One Bites the Dust backwards sounds like, It's fun to smoke marijuana. It's fun to smoke marijuana. <laughs> huh. Which I don't know. I, I I would not put it past that preacher guy to have like manipulated it really weird. But yeah, that's it's it's the funniest weird. shit ever. Yeah. But yeah, no, like the, the more that people freaked out and said rock and roll was satanic, the more people leaned into that. Well, exactly. It's like, okay, you want satanic? Yeah. We'll give you satanic. We will give you satanic. We will give you the devil. <laughs> um, I have in my hand right now yeah. this really terrible, stupid uh, satanic panic era book called the Satan Hunter <laughs> by Thomas W. Wedge Lovely. with Robert L. Powers. Yeah. And there is a chapter on music. And what I just want to read this list from this book. Yeah. It's a list of um, metal and punk bands that they thought were satanic. Yeah. And one of so two things about this crack me up. One is that I listen to almost all of these bands, and almost none of them are actually satanic. And two is that a lot of these bands are, like, really fucking obscure 80s punk bands that no one knows about, except nerds like me. And apparently these guys, yeah, apparently the Satan Hunter is listening to the same, like, super sick, like, obscure Los Angeles punk rock that I'm into. (laughs) So, here we go. Yeah. A brief listing of such groups includes The Apostles, Agnostic Front, Articles of Faith, Alien <laughs> Sex Fiend, Bad Religion, Battalion of Saints, Corpse Grinders, Criminal Youth, Christian Death, Castration Squad, and then it puts in parentheses, the band consists of five females. Crucifix, <laughs> Condemned to Death, Catholic Discipline, Child Molesters, Church Police, Crown of Thorns, Dead Kennedys, The Damned, DOA, Daglo Abortions, Flesh Eaters, Fall of Christianity, Graven Image, God, Icons of Filth, Leather Nun, Legal Weapon, Millions of Dead Cops, Mob Vengeance, Mission for Christ, Manson Youth, New Christ, Neon Christ, The Nuns, Rosemary's Babies, Suicidal Tendencies, Shattered Faith, Septic Death, Stillborn Christians, Sacred Order, Satan's Cheerleaders, Some Weird Sin, Sex Gang Children, Sick Pleasure, Sex Sick, Scarlet Harlot, Salvation Army, Skulls, Ultraviolence, Undead, Vice Squad, Violent Children, Voodoo Church, and Wargasm. Lovely. And yeah, I love it because it's just like all this fucking obscure LA punk and death rock and just like Batcave shit. And I'm like, what are you listening to, Satan Hunter dudes? How do you even know about, like... Yeah. And also, uh, Castration Squad had uh, Alice Bag in it. Uh-huh. And she's pretty accessible on social media. Yeah. So I kind of want to message her and ask if she knows that one of her old bands is shouted out in a uh, fucking Satanic Panic era book. We should get her for an interview. Maybe. 
I don't know how much she's going to want to talk about Satanism. Well, I was thinking just like on music, but. Anyway. Uh, that'd be cool. Yeah. I mean, we, we could. I don't know if it would be that much with theme, but yeah. Oh, and I love that they didn't even put the germs on that list. <laughs> Not obscure enough. I, I mean, they have dead Kennedys on there. That's true. That that suicidal fucking tendencies on there and bad religion. Yeah. No, that's true. Which just cracks me up for some reason. It's like, yes, Jello Biafra, Satanist. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Jello's too goofy to be a Satanist. I mean, not that we're not goofy, but like. I feel like we're a different kind of goofy. We're a different kind of goofy. Um, although, you know what we forgot to mention in the 70s? What? What did we forget to mention? We forgot to mention 70s punk. That's true. Um, but I kind of skipped over that a little bit because 70s punk? Not all that satanic. No, not really. Other than, of course, Johnny Rodden being like, I am an antichrist. That's... I am an anarchist. Which is the worst rhyme in the world, but also the best. And also the motto of this podcast. Um. <laughs> it's it's just me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, punk rock, definitely also an important element in yeah. sort of the evolution of some of these other genres that uh, we're going to yeah. talk about. But yeah. generally not that satanic. Yeah. Um, although off of that list, the nuns actually pretty satanic yeah no strongly recommend yeah. nuns yeah so much fun beautiful satanic devotional music yeah and just like sleazy kinky fucking punk metal it's so stupid and, and so good yeah um, uh, check out the song my religion by the nuns yes so okay so we're in the 80s and we are satanically panicked yes we are so satanically panicked. Yeah. It's honestly a whole nother episode. Which we're going to do, and I'm excited for it. Yeah. So sad But we, we need to do even more research for that one, because the satanic panic is, whoo, boy. Yep, the social factors underlying that are a lot. Um, Everything about it is a lot. Yes. But that's not the point right now. The point right now is rock and fucking roll. Yeah. Um, and so there's, you know, Satanic Panic, there's all this fucking heavy metal. Yeah. And then eventually something called black metal starts to emerge in Europe. Yes. Um, I think, no, I'm, we're also not going to go like heavy into black metal in this episode <laughs> because that's, Again, so much fucking research. And also, like, um, kind of obvious. Kind of obvious. And also, like, to be honest, fuck a lot of those guys. Yep. I mean, I like black metal. I listen to a lot of black metal. But, obviously, fuck Varg Vikerns. Fuck Euronymous. Fuck these little, like, Nazi shitheads. Yes. Many of them identified themselves as Satanists, but I, uh yeah really more fash than anything and also just edgy little murderous morons yep um but all of that shit talking out of the way yes black metal has become a beautiful traditional and vital part of satanic music yep um i'm just a tremendous fan of behemoth Yep. Even though they can kind of be shitlords sometimes. Yeah. Fairly sure they aren't actually Nazis, but they're kind of coy about it, which is fucking annoying. Yep. Never be coy about not being a Nazi. Yeah, don't do not do that. I'm definitely not a Nazi, and I'm not being coy about it. Yep. Fuck yep. Nazis. Fuck Nazis. Yeah. I mean, Behemoth has been fantastic for years. The album The Satanist yeah. is... Yeah. Truly special, though, and they really took it to a new level. Yeah. And now there's actually, interestingly, there's apparently a wave of anti-fascist black metal coming out. So that pleases and delights me. Not just anti-fascist, there is wonderful red and black metal, um, which is happening. Anarcho-communist fucking black metal. Yep. 
you know. Um, my collaborator on the band that I'm about to start made a joke that we should call it pro-black black metal. I like it. Yeah, because I feel like it would be better if the band was 100% black. Yeah. If we're going to say that, because I'm kind of a white dude fucking it up. Yeah. But I can still, I think I can still call myself pro-black. Well, yeah. Because I am. Tumblr might not like me saying it, though. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're allowed to say that we are in favor of... We are in favor of black people having a good time in life and not being oppressed. Yep. Yep. I'm pretty sure we're allowed to say that. Uh, Yeah. And actually, okay, so like a thing about black metal that bugs me is... You know, it can get so fashy, yeah. and it's trying to be, a lot of the time it's trying to be very white music, but it's still all completely in the debt of blues. Yeah, no. And also of um, Middle Eastern and North African scales. Yeah. Just a lot of, um, a lot of the scales that are used in that type of metal are not from Western music. Go do your Morris dancing if you want to be so white. Yeah, seriously. Fucking, yeah. You get Morris dancing, I guess you get Wagner, that's all you get. Possibly an Oompa band. Yeah, yeah, you, you can have an Oompa band. That's all you get, Nazis. Yep. Nothing else. Yep. Sorry. But them is the rules. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not maintaining your awful racial purity. Um, yeah. You, you cannot listen to any good... Not only is all good music property of Satan, all good music comes from black music and Nazis cannot have it. Yep. True story. Yeah. And I almost started to argue with myself there because I do like some European classical music, but I'm actually pretty sure that a lot of that owes a lot to uh, the influence of the Moors invading Spain. So, whoops. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Anyway, so we sort of, we touched lightly on black metal. Yep. And I'm not going to dignify most of the people who would usually be mentioned when discussing satanic black metal at this point because they're Nazis. Um, Can we talk about how cute the guy from, I think, do I mean Dark Throne? Who got elected because he didn't want to be elected and put photos of himself with his cat up. That's cute. I didn't know about that. Google it. It's really cute. (laughs) Yeah. No, honestly, some of those bands are actually pretty wholesome and harmless. But a lot of them are also not. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Um, Like Immortal. That's just a bunch of goofy guys who look like disastrous pandas. Yeah. And I love that apparently in this one interview, the lead singer Aboth uh, introduced himself by saying, My name is Aboth. Like, you are going to take a bath. <laughs> Wholesome. Um, yeah. Wholesome satanic music. So, I mean, I feel like black metal kind of had a lockdown on blatantly satanic music for a while. Yeah. But. That has been changing. Yes. And this is the part where I think this is the part where I yell about Salim Lamucci and the Devil's Blood. Please do. Okay. And this will also transition us into Ghost. Who we also love. Who we also love and everything else that's kind of going on more currently. Yes. Um, so Salim Lamucci, he was involved in the black metal scene. Um, I believe he played guitar for Watane on a couple tours. He was tight with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, so he's, um, he's Dutch. He was very depressed basically mm-hmm. his entire life. And he had problems with substance use and mm-hmm. being very suicidal, alcoholic addict. Uh, he gets committed to a mental institution for about a year. Mm-hmm. And when he comes out, he's like, I'm fine because I made a deal with the devil. Good. And he is a devout Satanist. He believes that he has spoken with the devil and that they have some kind of a pact. He never really tells anyone exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. But it seems like part of the pact is him starting this band and making devotional music. Mm -hmm. So he founds the Devil's Blood, 
with his sister, Farida Lamucci, as the vocalist. It is very sweet. Um, She's got an incredible voice. And, um, yeah, so they start playing. And before every show, they're doing blood rituals. Um, I believe they're usually covering themselves in pig blood. Good. Um, They're probably also... There's a good chance Salim's blood is mixed in there, too. Good. Um, He definitely, over his altar... I've seen video interviews where they show his altar. He's just drawn all this stuff in his own blood on the wall. Aww. That's a big part of his practice is, like, taking his own blood and offering it to the devil. Um, He's kind of an anti-cosmic Satanist, which is not my favorite strain of Satanism. No. Um, Not super big on existence or the universe and just wants to return to the realm of chaos. Yep. Um... Often that strain is associated with fascists. But Pretty he- sure Salim wasn't a fascist. Yeah. If he was, that'd be weird because he wasn't exactly Aryan. But, Not you know, whatever. <laughs> Shit happens. Yeah. Um, so they, they put out three albums and an EP. Uh-huh. The Devil's Blood oh. does. Um, beautiful, beautiful music. Yeah. But eventually, and, and just like really intricate fascinating lyrics yes and it's all devotional it is all about satan and it's beautiful it's beautiful it's really moving but eventually salim basically is like you know i i did what i was going to do with my music Mm -hmm. and now it's time for me to go and he very sort of calmly and matter-of-factly lets his mother and sister know that he's gonna kill himself And they're kind of like, okay, cool, thanks for letting us know so that we didn't have to find you in a ditch. We always kind of knew you'd do this one day, Salim, you know. Yep. Satan be with you, we love you. And he kills himself. Yeah. Which is sad, but it's also kind of fascinating. um, Because it feels, he really, when you see interviews with him, he talks about being excited to eventually go home to the flames. Aww. Like, he's stoked on death. You could tell. Um, Personally, I really kind of believe that, like, I do think that Salim had real contact with Satan. Yeah. I'm going to go on record saying that. Yeah. Um, And I I think that there was a deal that was like, okay, I know you want to die, but I really think you should do this first. Yeah. And then you can. Um, That's what I would guess the pact was. Which is kind of weird and sweet. It is weird and sweet. Um. But yeah, definitely check out The Devil's Blood. I personally feel that their best album is The Thousandfold Epicenter. Mm-hmm. But honestly, all of their music is good. Yes, I would agree. Yeah. So another thing about Salim is, as I mentioned, he was tight with Watain. He was also tight with Tobias Forge of Ghost. Yes. And the Ghost song, He Is was written to commemorate um yeah. Salim's death. And it's beautiful. It's an absolutely gorgeous song. So moving. Also the song Pro Memoria yeah. on uh, the most recent album has also been speculated to have something to do with Salim. Yep. And yeah, no, they were the music I listened to while I was baptizing myself, uh Ghost was and it Ghost, was yeah. Beautiful. Um, Ghost, it, it's gorgeous. I love that they're like really funny and tongue in cheek. Yes. In how they present themselves, but then they also totally mean it. Yeah, they totally mean it. And some people are like, "Oh, I don't think Ghost means it." But honestly, I don't think you get to be friends with Salim if you don't fucking mean it. You know, I'm pretty sure that Ghost means it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and some people criticize Ghost for not sounding harsh enough. But honestly, there's so many satanic black metal bands out there. Yeah, no, if you want harsh, you can find harsh. You, like, you, you want you want it to be Behemoth? Go fucking listen to Behemoth. There's, you know? there's Behemoth, right? Go listen to Watain. You have options. Yes, um, use them. And I'm enjoying the fact that satanic music is kind of getting back a little bit to the more melodic... Yeah. Um, you know, sort of like 80s heavy metal sound. I would say yeah. Ghost kind of has a Love it. heavy metal hard rock sound. Yep. And then The yeah. Devil's Blood kind of sounds a bit like some of the 60s stuff. Yep. And yep. like 70s proggy stuff. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I really enjoy the fact that satanic music is um, branching in diff- different genres. 
Yeah, as do I. Uh, we have sort of satanic country and folk being made by King Dude. Yep. Lucifer's The Light of the World is a fucking awesome song. It is a beautiful song. And apparently it actually made it into a bunch of country charts. I love that. Me too. I mean, can you imagine? It's a great country song. I get it. It is. It is yeah. a great country song. And Lucifer is the light of the world. Mm-hmm. He is. I totally just answered that statement, with, which was a song title, with another song title. <laughs> yeah. Even mean to. Um, nice. Another really great, blatantly satanic band that's out there right now. Yeah. Zeal and Ardor. Mmm. And it's fucking Afro-Satanism. Yes. Their first mm. album, they're combining black metal with slave spirituals. Good. And um, they have songs like Devil is Fine, which Good. is just, oh, it's beautiful, it's chilling. Um, their second album, Stranger Fruit, Mm -hmm. is kind of moving a little bit past the, like, everything has to be, like, a spiritual thing. Yeah. And it's getting a little bit more into just sort of, like, blues and soul. Yeah. Blending yeah. with black metal. Beautiful. Um, And, yeah, they're absolutely satanic. Their logo involves the sigil of Lucifer. Beautiful. <laughs> and it, it kind of takes me back to the beginning of this. Yeah. And... I, I just love that there is now, once again, black music claiming the devil. Yep, we love it. We mm -hmm. love a, we love diverse Satanism. We want our Satanism diverse. Yes! And anyone who feels like Satanism is too white right now... Yes. You're correct. But also, if you are not white, there is... Satan belongs to you. Yes. Don't let any fucking white person make you feel like Satan doesn't belong to you. Yep. Because there's just so much lore and so much precedence. Yeah. I mean, first of all, this is a Middle Eastern Semitic yep. entity in origin. And then there's just so much lore about the devil as a black man. And uh, yeah, fuck Nazis, once again. Yep. Uh, <laughs> just really, yeah. really... I don't know. Like, there really isn't a good religion for them, because, like, the Vikings, as much as they were, like, pillagey, you know, mm -hmm. literary, were also very involved in, like, international trade. Yeah. Um, And, you know, traded happily with the Maybe Muslims. Nazis can be Scientologists. Yes, you know what? You because then they'd have to spend just thousands and thousands of dollars yes. on their religion, and they get totally bogged down and become ineffective. Good. You know what? You can Nazis, you can have Scientology. That's all you can have. You can't have Christianity, even though you try, because, yep. um, I hate to blow your mind, but Jesus was a Jew! Yep. You can't have Satanism, because fuck you, you can't. Yep. Go away. Yeah. Satan is not an authoritarian, you fucking dipshit. Yep. Uh, you can't really have Norse heathenism. Yep. Because Odin hates you. Yeah. And so does Loki. Yep. They yep. all hate you. Yep. All of them. And um, those, were ki those are kind of your top options that you've been trying to get into, and you can't have any of them. Go oh, be a Scientologist. Yep. Go be a Scientologist. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like they're not even, they're too irrational yeah. to even be able to qualify for some kind of, like, shitty new atheist thing. Even though shitty new atheists can be quite irrational. Yeah, no, but, no they don't get to have yeah. that either. Yeah, Scientology. Yep. That's it, that's the whole thing. And that was a funny tangent. Okay, are there any more um, satanic artists that we want to talk about um, musicians bands when we mentioned coven we mentioned coven we mentioned we got into devil's blood we got into ghost yeah um one thing i do want to say about ghost is i know there's this controversy uh -huh. um about tobias forge kind of 
yeah. stiffing his bandmates, and that wasn't cool. No, definitely not. Unfortunately, given how much of the satanic music out there is probably being made by Nazis, um, I'll, I'll just kind of take it. Yeah. It's like, well, you're not a Nazi, and it doesn't seem like you've sexually abused anyone, as far as we know. Yeah. Uh, so sorry you sort of ripped off your bandmates. That wasn't cool, but I'm going to keep listening to you. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. It's a little bleak. Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, well, yeah. you know, make some great satanic music. Mm-hmm. They do. They really do. Yeah, no. Um, and the new the new fucking album is so fun, and I love the yeah. fact that Ghost put out a new album and fucking Zeal and Ardor yes. both put out new albums this year. I know, I'm so happy. And they were both bomb. It was a great year for Satanic Music just, yeah. just with those two. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I also want to um, yeah. mention something kind of funny. There's... The devil and hell yeah. as yeah. themes in popular music yeah. and in, like, contemporary rock and roll are really coming back. Yeah. No, I'm into it. I mean, you've, you've got songs like Heaven Knows by The Pretty Reckless. Yep. Um, Ellie King's got that great little song where the devil don't go. Yep. Um, it's just, it's really coming back. Um, yeah. If you want kind of a hilarious life hack yes to find sort of more like not metal but just sort of mainstream rock and pop that has satanic themes yes just like raid the lucifer soundtrack mm -hmm. or for the show lucifer yes i don't like the show yes. but it's got a shit ton of great music in it yep lucifer would never work with the lap oh yeah i know lucifer is like a cab yep pretty sure um um so is that that's that's pretty much it i think that our playlist might end up involving some artists that we didn't really get to mention I yet mean, we but always, uh, we forget so many things we forget so many things but yes but I, I feel pretty good we yelled about you know yeah robert johnson's deal with the devil and yeah. David Bowie thinking Jimmy Page was hexing him, which I love. Yes. So all of that is fun. Um, so. Ooh, ooh. Yes. I have a backwards message idea. Okay. Yes. Beautiful. <laughs> cool. That is a perfect, perfect backwards message y'all need to just start like actually running these backwards so that you can hear what i'm saying because we've had some great backwards messages yes you know i'm planning to like put them put in the normal direction in premium content for the show so in case yes. you don't feel like downloading the show and going through the hassle of editing it yourself you could help support us continuing to do this and that. You know what I think we need? What? We need, like, some paranoid conspiracy theorist Christian listeners who yes. are just incredibly concerned about our backmasked messages <laughs> and will just, like, decode them for every single show. That would be amazing. That would be great. Yep. Um, let's see here. In, like, typical closing business. Oh, though, actually, I feel like we should mention that you applied to seminary. And I'm I did! I applied to fucking seminary, and I, I don't want to say too much more about it right now because I'm not sure I'm ready to disclose, you know, what school I'm hopefully going to be at. No, that would be weird. Or, and I'm I'm also, like, I just don't want to celebrate too much before I get accepted. Yeah. But, but yes, my satanic ass is applying to seminary, and based on my visits to campus and the discussions I've had with the faculty there... Mm -hmm. Um, it's looking good. It's looking good. And they're very chill about the fact that I, a Satanist, am attempting to come to their school. They're very just like, oh, I'm pretty sure we've never had one of you before. And I do come in. And I am so proud of you. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, thank you. Yes. Um, well, 
I'm going to wrap up fairly fast because I have to go to this class on Kabbalism. Uh, yes, you do. Hot minute. But... With taught by someone who hopefully will be an interviewee on our podcast soon. In November. Now. Well, eventually. Yeah. Well, that's sort of soon. Anyway, um, so please subscribe to the podcast wherever you get podcasts. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google Play. We're on iTunes. We're on Podbean. Um and, you know, leaving reviews really helps us. And I know that everyone says this, but apparently saying it helps. So please do that. Um, mm -hmm. You know, uh, hail Satan, I guess. Yep. Stay sexy and... Hail Satan. Don't get Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Bye! Bye! <laughs> Music was, as always, Electric Mirrors. Check them out on Bandcamp. Uh, this has been Speak of the Devil, the official church, uh, sorry, the official podcast of the First Church of the Morning Star. Thank you and good night.